Hey, 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 welcome to the Believe Fantasy Football Show, Lindsay and Fabs. You might not know me if you're a, a regular listener of this show um, because I have not been on this show, but one time when Michael Fabiano was not here, but I'm going to be here for the next few weeks. Uh, I'm Lindsay Rhodes. Uh, you, of course, know Michael Fabiano. We're going to talk some fantasy football on one of my favorite weeks of the year. Fabs likes to tease me about how much I love the combine, but it is combine week. and We've got a lot of news fabs yeah we do uh for those of you who don't know of course Lindsay and i uh have a show over at sirius xm fantasy dirt hopefully some of you dirt bags are watching um we will have more of the future of that show uh when we know what the future yeah. of that show is <laughs> so but until then you can hear us right here uh on the believe uh podcast network and we're glad to have you guys joining us and if you don't know uh Lindsay Rhodes, on her honeymoon, yeah, with her wonderful husband, wonderful. Watched the combine while he sat at the pool alone. That is not true. That's you how always you loves the combine. I did watch the combine. You always add like you you add your own little take on this, which is Matt is sitting alone at the pool. It's uh you know the middle of the night and we should be at dinner, but I canceled reservations to go to the you know back to the room to watch the combine. Like that's not how it happened. But I did have the combine on in the room, and I paid attention, and I like the combine. I like draft season. I like the off season. I like free agency. I like all of it. I love roster building. I assume that many of you that are um, watching or listening to the uh, a fantasy football podcast in the middle of all right the end of February that you probably fall into the same category. Uh, that's one of the things actually that I think is kind of cool about fantasy football, right? Like is that we're allowed to build our own rosters. So I assume that all of you guys are kind of into roster building to a certain degree and eager to find out who's going to be available to put on your fantasy football rosters. Um, I am not sure what my energy level is going to be like fabs because I have a, uh, um, what is that called when you go to the doctor once a year? Oh my God. Why am I blinking? For a physical. I'm going to have a physical leader. Oh, oh, I was like, what? Okay. So, yeah, I know, right? That could have gone in a lot I don't of know, like, there's, there's like a lot of like girl things that go Lady on doctors. Yeah, no, no I wasn't going to. I, was like, I wouldn't bring that up. No. Yeah, but what kind of moron doesn't just have the word physical like off the top of her? Anyway, I have a physical leader today and I'm, you're not allowed to eat or drink uh, except for black coffee or water. And I don't drink black coffee. I drink coffee with like creamer that turns into a totally different color. So I'm drinking black coffee today just because I can't not. And yeah. so you, Ugh. you might get a weird version of me. Is it I don't weird know. that like, I hate coffee, but I like coffee ice cream with like little pieces of chocolate in it. Oh, so yes. I think that is weird. It's weird. It's like, it's like, I, I like peas, that. but I don't like pea soup. I don't know. I'm sure you know me. I'm strange like that, but wait, um, you like peas, but you don't like pea soup. Don't like pea soup, but I enjoy peas. Yeah. Fresh peas, but pea soup is gross. I'm the opposite. I actually like a split potato or a split pea soup. Okay. Um, with the ham in it, weirdly, because I'm not I'm not a big ham person. But yeah. uh, but I I could go the rest of my life without See, anyone all, serving me regular our, peas. Okay. Way. Anyway, yeah. So we've got lots to discuss here today on the show. Uh, again, a lot of headlines. It's like the first day in Indianapolis where a bunch of head coaches and general managers are talking to the media, and they've given us some. Uh, tidbits to chew on here from a fantasy standpoint. First, though, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs because, of course, it is deep into basketball season. Uh, you've got pro and college hoops. 
uh, throughout the year with up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends that you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the words world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code Believe for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is Bet Online. The game starts here. Fabs, yeah. in terms of news in mm-hmm. Indianapolis, uh, we saw a wave on Monday of notes from insiders like Adam Schefter saying, This guy's not going to get tagged. This guy's not going to get tagged. It's a big uh, free agency group of running backs this year in terms of like big name value, anyway. Um, and we found out just about none of them are going to get tagged. We know T Higgins, T Higgins got tagged. That's mm-hmm. going to happen. We've got some other defensive players that we think are probably going to draw the tag, but the running backs, it's not going to happen for. Right. So we get to now put them on different teams. If we think that they're going to leave, it does sound based on what Rand Carthon, the Titans general manager was saying today, he made some comments that kind of made it feel like Derrick Henry was not necessarily, um, a top of list priority for them to resign. He was talking about the long-term health of the franchise. And so my guess is that Derrick Henry will be elsewhere. Is there any, are there any of these guys that you see returning to the city that they're in or would like to see returning to the city that they're in? I, I enjoy a little bit of chaos. Um, you know, so I would like some movement. I'd like to see some movement. I would love, I have seen Saquon Barkley wearing a Cowboys uniform, like in so many different like social media posts. And I got to be honest with you. I kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see that because I'm a diehard Cowboys fan and that would be fun. I'd like to see that. Uh, I'd love to see Derek Henry in a Baltimore Ravens uniform. I think that's a perfect marriage, big bruising type of back. You could pair him with Keaton Mitchell, assuming he comes back from the ACL at some point. And that would be a nice addition to the Ravens offense. It would be good for Lamar Jackson. I mean, I would, I would love that. Uh, I would love to see the Texans get one of these top guys because that offense is trending in an upward trajectory. And we saw that with the pass attack and Devin Singletary was okay, but he's a free agent. And so like, you know, Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, maybe going to Houston would be a lot of fun. Uh, Tony Pollard's out there. My guy Austin Eckler's out there. I have said that I would love to see Echo to Minnesota because they throw the ball a ton, but I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. We're going to get into all that uh, today and throughout the rest of the offseason. Minnesota would be fun. I mean, Chicago for Eckler would be fun too uh, with, uh, we assume, a rookie quarterback and Caleb Williams behind center. Uh, I'm sure Austin would be a nice little target for him out in, in space, out of the backfield. So, uh, but, you know, the, Linz, there's like there's like a handful of teams I could use a running back. And like I started doing these landing spots for quarterbacks over at sports illustrated. My Justin Fields uh, top five landing spots article is up there right now. And a lot of times the teams are going to be the same, right? Who needs a quarterback? It's the Steelers, you know, it's the Atlanta, you know, we kind of know. And it's the same thing with the running backs. Who needs to run? Well, if the Cowboys don't keep Pollard, the Cowboys are going to need a running back. So Saquon maybe makes sense. Gus Edwards is a free agent in Baltimore and JK Dobbins. I mean, he's, he's not going to be back there. He's a free agent. And I don't know who's going to sign him coming off of the multiple injuries like Baltimore. And so like, it's going to be a lot of the same teams, right? Houston could use a running back upgrade as well. They're the Raiders. If they lose Jacobs, they're going to need somebody. So it's going to be a lot of the same teams. So it all depends on fit. I don't know that the Raiders will need anyone. First and foremost, Samir White looked pretty good. 
I mean, he looked good down the stretch, right? And he's inexpensive. So why? Especially in today's running back market, which I think is is going to be the story of the offseason again or one of the major storylines because all these big names are going to hit the market. I think that they're going to devalue each other, right? Like the fact that there's so many of them that are available at the same time and you're looking at, like we keep talking about the Texans as a team that's playing with house money and like, yeah, let's throw all of these different uh, pieces that just plug different holes, right? Running back, they could upgrade. We love their wide receivers already. We could maybe bring a different tight end in there. Dalton Schultz is a free agent. And so that's a fun game to play with that young offense. And, um, but I, I think, is it going to be Josh Jacobs? Is it going to be Saquon? You know, when you're looking at these guys, is it Pollard? You could look at them and, and go back to their agents and be like, I don't know, like you're all kind of same, same. Right. Like, do any of them like just clearly stand out amongst the other ones where you're like Derrick Henry, like you mentioned to Baltimore, that's a good fit. He's a specific type of running back. Like that's a specific thing. But the rest of these guys, you know, I I mean, you're just going to compete against each other for Mm -hmm. for the right number. Right. Or and the team is going to have the upper hand in this situation. I don't think that the number is going to be that high. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we're probably I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't max at 10 a year for these guys. Yeah, and I don't man. think that's what they're looking for at all. It's a devalued position. I mean, we didn't even talk about, um, you know, some of the other guys that are going to be available too. Right. So we mentioned Eckler, we mentioned Jacobs, we mentioned Henry, you know, Pollard's going to be out there. Singletary is going to be out there as well. You know, obviously not on the same level as some of these other players, you know, Saquon's probably going to be, you know, the, the top guy uh, that people are going to be looking at um, as the, as the number one free agent addition. For me, it's like about the age, right? Yeah. Saquon's in the prime of his career. And Jacobs is in the prime of his career. You know, Austin is kind of towards like the, you know, the, the, the ender portion, uh, the end portion, ender portions, yeah, I'm making up words here, uh, of his career. So that's another thing that you're going to be thinking about too. And you're going to be looking at fit as well. So there, there are play, and we're not even talking about some guys who may end up being on different teams next season via potentially a trade, for example. I mean, we've been seeing trades all the time. Uh, in the National Football League the last few seasons. So that could be an option as well. Uh, so we've got a lot of question marks in the backfields. And like, for, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. So for like, for Tony Pollard, okay, who you know, he didn't have a bad year. He just didn't meet the expectations that we all thought he would. He was okay, um, but he regressed in places where we thought he would improve, right? But if you put him into, you know, Houston system, for example, and, you know, maybe paired him with another back, you know, Damon Pierce is still going to be on that roster because he's cheap and he's young. Uh, you know, Pollard's value could potentially go up. You know, there's other situations too, where there's back, like, you know, Deontay Foreman's going to be your free agent. He's going to end up playing somewhere and that's going to affect some sort of backfield rotation, uh, you know, across the national football league. DeAndre Swift didn't even mention him. DeAndre Swift's a free agent. Does he go back to the Eagles or like he could fit in a couple of different spots too. So, that that's the position I think that's going to change the most from a value perspective in fantasy, yeah. because we're going to see so much movement uh, among these backs. And there are some good backs still in the prime. I mean, Swift is in the prime of his career. I mentioned Saquon. I mentioned Jacobs. I mean, Pollard still is too. So it's not like all these guys are kind of old and washed. Like, you know, Derek Henry's got a lot of carries on him, but there's still some pretty good young backs uh, that are going to be available here uh, via free agency. And remember, where those backs leave, that creates a void. Yeah. Somebody else has got to come in and fill that void. And that's going to create a lot of change in backfields across the NFL and from a fantasy perspective. 
Yeah, the Pollard one is a little bit interesting to me just because he was coming off of that fractured fibula at the beginning of the year and then yeah. made these comments uh, um, on Radio Row talking about the fact that he didn't really feel like himself, that he was like back to full strength until week mm -hmm. 11. And then if you look at the numbers, and I, don't, you know, I mean, he could have gone back and picked week 11 for this purpose, but the, the numbers post week 11 for the Cowboys rush offense and for him specifically in fantasy, he was RB eight from week 11 through the wild card round for us in fantasy, as opposed to uh, RB 20 weeks, one through 10. So uh, he didn't get where we wanted him to go this past year, but it's possible that that had to do with just lingering effects from the injury and maybe he'll get better. And nobody would know that information better than the Cowboys. Right. So we'll figure out, you know, what to make of this situation um, after we kind of have an idea of what they think of the situation to a degree. Yep. Um, but you talked about some other teams there. And uh, one of them that you mentioned was the Ravens, who did make some comments today. Uh, it's Tuesday right now in Indianapolis at the Combine. Both of them talked, John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta, their general manager. Um, with regard to the running back position, Eric DaCosta um, acknowledged that they needed more running backs. They only have two on a contract right now, Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell, and said that we would see them making acquisitions in the next few weeks. Acquisitions is a word that you would typically use to describe free agents, like signings as opposed to draft picks. So uh, for whatever that's worth, he did lament the lack of depth in the running back class, which is something that everybody's kind of on board with. It's not a particularly good running back class. That makes it tough for us to have a conversation about the rookie running backs in fantasy at this point, because I don't think we're going to see it's possible. We don't see a running back taken until round three or later. And if that's the case, then now you're just, you're putting them like team teams aren't drafting them because their talent blows their skirt up, right? Like they're drafting yep. them because they're like, sure, they're good enough. Now they're best available. Where do they fit on our board? I don't know. So mm -hmm. it's not going to be like, Hey, we desperately need a running back and we're targeting this one guy. It's going to be how the board falls. So for the most part, I think we're just going to kind of need to wait until after the draft to yeah. figure out where the rookie running backs, um, which ones have value to us in fantasy free agency no, no will happen in a couple of weeks and that we can have lots of conversations about, but I'm not sure that the rookies are going to have much of an impact immediately. Yeah. Like there's, there's some backs that are coming out, you know, like that have, you know, potential Jonathan Brooks comes to mind coming off the ACL, but there isn't like that back, like Bijan, who's like Gucci, right? It's yeah. like, you're, you're Gucci. waiting by the way, yeah. I, I snuck that in there because I yeah. wanted to sound young and hip. Because I don't Matthew told that. me, Matthew, my stepson said uh, <laughs> yesterday, I was there an earthquake in LA yesterday, by the way, there Nothing wasn't, right? There wasn't. Nothing okay. I know of. Okay. So, so like I was on the phone with him and he's like, I think we're having an earthquake. I'm like, what? How do you not know if there's an earthquake or not? Like it either is or it isn't. And I was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm Gucci. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? What does it mean that you're Gucci? And he says that, well, it just means we're good. We're, we're good. Okay. So I says, I'm going to use that because I want to sound cool, young and hip. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, it didn't work. It didn't work. It. All right. So anyway, es especially <laughs> when it needs like a 10 minute follow up story know, about exactly. you well, wanting uh, to made, sound young and hip. I may throw it in there uh, from time to time, but basically what I'm trying to say is there's not that guy that's like, no matter where this guy goes, boom, he's going to be awesome more than any other year that I can remember. And a lot of this is, you know, th this is a year to year thing, but where these backs end up and the opportunities that they may or may not get is going to determine their value. Right. I mean, yeah. I'll use like the Keyshawn Vaughn example from a few years ago. He ended up at Tampa Bay and you're thinking, oh man, you know what? Maybe Keyshawn Vaughn, there's an opportunity there. Maybe he's going to be, and he sucked. Obviously he hasn't done diddly poo, but like we, we 
raised his value a little bit because of opportunity. We go back to Monte Ball or Zach Stacy. I mean, I'm going way back, but like this is going to be that year where if say Houston doesn't add a free agent running back and they draft Jonathan Brooks, you're like, oh, 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 hey, now we're going to be talking about Jonathan Brooks. It's like, whoa, this guy could be awesome. And that's what right. it's going to be um, this season, I think, at the running back position among the rooks. You mentioned Tampa Bay there. Jason Light, Bucks general manager, talked today in Indianapolis. Um, and he had a few things to say about Rashad White and their running back situation that I thought uh, you might find interesting, Fabs. Okay. Uh, first of all, he said that Rashad White was close to being an elite receiving back and thought he got better as a runner mm-hmm. late in the season. I would agree. Um, head coach Todd Bowles said in Indy that he would like to have another running back to take the load off of Rashad White, which I know is not what you want. We would prefer to have bell cows on every single team, right? But assuming that that's not true, and I will say this, this is one of the things I've said about Rashad White since the season ended. And even at the end of the season, I have concerns about him because if you look at the advanced metrics, he's closer to the bottom of the league than he is at the top of the league in a lot of running back advanced metrics. Mm-hmm. Now there's still uh, the jury's still out about how sticky those are year to year, um how much how how predictive they are, I guess, on a season to season basis. So, I don't know, but he was not the best running back in the league this year. And my concern is that clearly in a perfect world, you would rather pass the ball further downfield with longer a dot to pick up more yards to a wide receiver. So mm-hmm. when you're throwing the ball a lot to a running back, that's that that might be an indication of a breakdown in the offense that you would prefer to fix in the offseason, look for other ways to move the ball that way. So if your value to us in fantasy is that you're catching the ball a lot, we're going to continue throwing the ball to running backs. But if you cannot also run the ball efficiently and successfully to the point mm. where they need to bring somebody else in, I think that that's concerning. That makes me devalue you from fantasy, uh, it, from a fantasy standpoint, because I'm afraid that they might find a replacement in some way for some of your volume. And obviously volume is king for all of us. Are yep. you concerned in that regard about Rashad White? You know how I talk about spidey senses? I had My spidey senses were tingling for Rashad White last year. And I thought he was a sleeper and a good player, and he exceeded expectations. My spidey senses are tingling on the other side, and I kind of agree yeah. with you. I, I tend to agree with you because of how good he was. And we're talking about a guy who was a top eight running back in fantasy. And he was spect- spectacular as a pass catcher uh, in the second half of the season especially. I do worry about that, though. I, I do worry that now that he's had that big year – that he's going to be a bit overvalued. And even though he's going to come with like a third or fourth round price tag, I don't know that he's going to meet those expectations. So I, I kind of agree with you. We and, and you have to think outside the box in fantasy. You have to, okay? Look at the crazy crap that happens every single year, okay? Did you predict Jordan Love to be a top five quarterback or Brock Purdy to be no. a top six quarterback and better than Patrick Mahomes? And Lindsay and I have gotten into that on uh, Fantasy Dirt, and uh, you know we'll probably get into it again. No, nobody saw that coming. It was uh, crazy town. Like yeah. some of the stuff that happened was Puka Nakua. <laughs> like so, sometimes you have to like think outside of the box and think, wait a minute, that's crazy. There's no way Baker Mayfield was a better fantasy quarterback than Tom Brady was in his last year in Tampa. Did we? No, oh, oh, you know. So like you have to think outside the box. And so saying things are outlandish. Sometimes they're not outlandish. And I think saying that Rashad White could end up being a disappointment in 2024 is not outlandish, despite the fact that he was very good in 2023. 
What about the quarterbacks? A lot of quarterback news. Uh, this is there are a lot of teams trying to figure out who their quarterback is going to be next year, and certainly the Bears fall into that category. Mm-hmm. And uh, made some comments today, Ryan Poles, their general manager, uh, that would indicate that they haven't made a decision yet. Whether or not that's true, who knows? But he did make some comments that I think push us in the direction of them drafting a quarterback this year mm-hmm. and trading Justin Fields. He said, if we go down that road of drafting a quarterback. I want to do right by Justin Uh, says if they decide to draft a quarterback, he doesn't think that it would be right not to trade Justin Fields by free agency. Yes. So I mean, then that's like clock is ticking. Free agency is coming up in a couple of weeks. So we might get some clarity on this situation pretty soon. And then we'll of course have to revisit the conversation about who makes the move for Justin mm-hmm. Fields, where does he go? And then what is the price point? Because we're also yeah. seeing T Higgins, the there, you know, he was tagged by the Bengals and now there's talk about whether or not they should trade him. Uh, and what, and there are reports that he would uh, receive a one or a two in return. Ari Mirov um, from the 33rd yeah. team saying that. So if you're going to trade a one, and I know that I am in the minority, and I think you are with me. We keep hearing Justin Fields isn't going to go for a one. It's a two or it's a three. It's like lower than you think, and there isn't much of a market there. I cannot. I cannot. If you're going to give up a one for T. Higgins, then I don't understand the logic of like what we're doing here uh, if you're not going to get a one for Justin Fields, okay, who yeah. could very well still prove to be a franchise quarterback in the NFL. And there, the value of having that, way outweighs having a T Higgins on your team. I don't get it. A hundred percent quarterbacks are so far and away more valued than any other position on the, on, on the planet. Like honestly, right. I mean, you you quarterbacks are hard to find. Yeah. I mean, we only got 32 professional teams in, in, you know, in the national football league and you can't find a good quarterback with how many billions of people on this planet for each of those 32 teams. And to think that Justin Fields is not worth a first round pick, like I, I listen, maybe at, at the end of the day he's going to go for two twos. I don't know, but like to me, it's like why the hell would he's young? He's like what twenty yeah. five? I mean, like why, why would you not want him for a one? It makes no sense to me. The way that I would look at it is okay. Well, if you were coming out of college right now, would he be number two? Caleb is number one. Would he be number two? Like the guy is the guy would be a first round pick. Like I just he's it's not an oh. old quarterback. I, yes. I don't know. I don't get it. It's it's, it's a tricky. It's, it's tricky to, to compare him to because my brother asked that yesterday. It was like if you if he was coming out now, if he was in this class, but you can't really do that because your eval on the guys coming out of college and what we're seeing from all yeah, of these, yeah. everyone who's evaluating college quarterbacks right now is like you're not seeing them do anything that they're going to do in the NFL. It's such a hard eval, right? Because the mm-hmm. college game is so different. So I understand that, but you have questions that are legit questions. You're just projecting potential upside and ceiling yep. and, yep. and also where's the floor with them with Justin Fields. You aren't doing that. We now know exactly what he looks right. like in an NFL offense. What we yep. don't know is if you utilized him, in a way where it played to his strengths completely and you had people around him because two years ago, he didn't have any weapons around him last year. He was better in that department with DJ Moore, but they also like went right back to the, uh, to the starting line at the beginning of the year, what they were doing two years ago with him at the end of the year was putting up 30 points a game. Like the offense wasn't their problem. You could look at him and say, yeah, there's stuff that we still need to do in order for you to get better. Justin Fields at playing quarterback in this league, but also this can work. 
we can put up 30 points a game and, and be fine that yep. the defense was the issue. But for whatever reason, they decided to just like rip up everything that they were doing at the end of that year and start over again and make him prove that he was a totally different quarterback, which didn't work. And then we reverted back again. So mm -hmm. let's say we don't do that with him anymore. And you just tailor an entire offense around him. I think you're dealing with a different set of question marks than you're dealing with, with the rookie quarterbacks. But I think it's the same type of thing, right? Like there are questions that are unanswered and I think it's entirely possible that he checks those boxes and the answer is yes. And he has a ton of success. And by the way, if the, if we're thinking that the answers are just no, then what are we even talking about with Chicago? Because people are also having this conversation as if Chicago should keep Justin Fields. There is a large faction of people that believe that they should build that way. So if, if that's true, then he's clearly worth a one. Right. Yeah. It, because then he's effectively worth a one to the bears. So I don't, that that's just a, a fascinating yeah. conversation to me and we'll get answers um, coming up soon about that. Terry Fontenot, uh, who's the Falcons general manager made some comments today. And we all know that they're going to go in a different direction at quarterback, but boy, they better now. And, and at the backup quarterback position too, because he said, um, what do you say? If, if we, if our quarterback play was better last year, I don't know. Terry Fontenot didn't say that. I'm sorry. It was a uh, Raheem Morris. Who's their okay. new head coach. Who said, yep. if we had better quarterback play last year, I don't think I would be here right now. Like they wouldn't have uh, fired. Yeah. Ed right. Smith and we wouldn't yeah. be looking for a new quarterback. So they're, they're going to, yeah, they're going to have a new quarterback. No question. And I, again, I wrote an article over at sports illustrated about the five best landing spots for fields. And I mean, Atlanta's right there. Yeah. Like think about that lens. Atlanta has used a first round pick on an offensive skill position three years in a row. Pitts, Drake, London, and then Not of course, Bijan. And then yeah. you put Justin Fields in there. Yeah. That could be a fun offense, man. I mean, like, I don't, I, I don't know much about Zach Robinson as an OC because he's never been one, right? He was a passing game coordinator with the Rams. He comes from the McVay tree, you know, which you see as a positive, I guess. So, but think about Fields in Atlanta. That, that would be a lot of fun. Now, I could also say that about Kirk Cousins. That would be fun too. Yeah. Uh, you know, those, those are the two top guys. And then I guess you could throw Russell Wilson in there uh, uh, maybe as a, as a, as a distant third. <laughs> no one's calling. Did you see that yeah, comment I, from? Yeah, but they have, and, and you know, like he has come out and said, I'd like to win two championships with the Broncos. I'm like, Hey dude, how about winning a division for crying out loud? You ain't going to win no damn Super Bowl with the Broncos. But you know what, Lindsay, like, I, I still think there's like teams out there where Russell will be the consolation prize. Right. So like if I, the, the Raiders, like, I mean, if they can't get fields, I think Russell would be the consolation prize uh, potentially. If the Steelers can't get fields, then maybe Russell's the consolation prize there. There's several teams. Like I could see Russell going to like the Patriots, you know, although the Raiders, it's such a Raiders move for them to make, but the two, the, the two first sort of, um, you know, dominoes that have to fall for me is like Fields and Cousins. Now I yeah. want Cousins to go back to Minnesota because he's been fantastic there uh, in that offense. He's perfect fit. And guys, before he tore out Achilles, he was one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy football. And remember, he didn't have Justin Jefferson for a little bit too because he got hurt. Imagine Cousins with Field uh, with, with Jefferson, Addison, and Hawkinson. Holy yeah. crap! Right, like that would be awesome. And then you throw, you know, they're going to have to upgrade in their backfield for yes. sure. You, yep. you know, you get an Eckler or somebody like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a, like, you know, a huge, like splash type of move. All the, I think Austin would be, you know, a, a big move for them. That offense is going to be sick. And I would love to see cousins just stay there because selfishly I want points, 
And any right. other place, I, I hope to get him, but I don't know for sure. I know in Minnesota he's going to score. Obviously, we have to be concerned about the Achilles and the health of that. But we've seen some video on social media of him looking like he's, you know, he's he's on the right path to uh, to recovery. Mm-hmm. But like, if you talk about those the top three quarterbacks, it really is. And some may put Baker ahead of Russell, and I totally understand that from a fantasy standpoint. He was better than Russell, uh, but I think Baker's staying in Tampa, yeah. right? So I don't know that he's actually going to be available. So that's why I say that Russell's going to be three out of that group, right? I, I mean, I, I think I'm with you that I, I don't think it's even clear that he's three over Baker, which is nuts right. that that's where we are. Yeah. Um. But, but also, you've got George Payton from the Broncos standing in front of people today and saying, uh, when asked about the trade market for Russell Wilson, we haven't been contacted by anybody. Nobody's called, which is really interesting. Not just that that's true. Um, which I actually don't think is that shocking, but I'm not a huge Russell Wilson fan. And I don't think, I yeah. mean, the contract is nuts, right? Nobody, nobody but, wants what he's Liz, selling at that price anymore. But I think the Broncos have to cover, like, I, I, I'd have to get into, but I was reading about it today. It's like $39 million guaranteed for like this season. And the Broncos are on the hook for it. So, so if they cut Russell, that means they get out of like the the, the thirty seven million dollars that they would owe him in twenty twenty five because but remember they sat him down at the end of the season yeah. because he had an injury clause yep. in there and so like they're yeah. still on the hook for thirty nine million dollars I think like I, I, if my memory serves me so like if they cut him the Broncos are still going to be on the hook for that money and so somebody's going to be able to get Russell on the cheap this season yeah and they're gonna they're gonna get, getting him on the Broncos dime so. But don't you think it's still telling that they're not calling to negotiate? 100%. Like that they don't 100%. want him so badly where they're saying like, there's a lot of teams looking for quarter X this year. And we would like to beat team X to the punch because we think we're far enough down the board that we might not be able to have, we might not have the assets to go get Justin Fields or Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins or, you know, whatever. Uh, so let's yeah. get in this uh, Russell Wilson game. Like they're not in the game. There's no game. There's no market for him. Nobody right. is clamoring. I think you're right, and you hit the nail on the head when he's the consolation prize, and that's just where we are. That's yeah. who he is at this stage yeah. of the game. Yeah, and or maybe like a bridge guy, right? I mean, like they the, a, a team, yes, a team that maybe wants to draft like a Bo Nix, who maybe isn't like going to be ready to start yep. week one as a rookie, or a yep. Penix, like yep. something like that, where like Russell comes in and is the bridge, you know, and like for a year, maybe half a year, he's the quarterback, and then the rookie comes in which is crazy to think because three years ago, this guy was one of the best quarterbacks like on the planet. And Oh my God, he's going to Denver and Denver's got all these great weapons and Holy cow, they're going to the Super Bowl and Sean Payton and all this crap. And like, it it didn't work out. So it is crazy to think that Russell has fallen off the cliff so far. Although he wasn't awful from a fantasy perspective last year. He was a QB 14. He wasn't terrible. He just was inconsistent. And that's a problem. That's a problem for, you know, a lot of the quarterbacks. But then when you look at this quarterback position overall, think about how deep this position is going to be. You're going to get Aaron Rodgers back. I, I mean, I hope for a whole season, right? I hope so. Yeah. Fields will go someplace where a team needs a quarterback. Say he goes to Atlanta. And then and hopefully Caleb where Williams someone goes. values his skills. Right, right, right. Then yeah. Caleb goes to, say, Chicago. Yep. Washington gets Drake May. Then maybe Sam Howell's on the move and ends up going someplace else where he'd have a chance to start. Russell ends up going maybe to Las Vegas or Pittsburgh if, uh, you know, if another team can, and then he's going to be so, and I know he's not as good as he was years ago, but still like 
you're adding to the depth of the quarterback position. And then you got Jaden Daniels, who, hell, I mean, he could be the best fantasy quarterback in this class because he can run like hell. So the quarterback position is going to be wicked deep from a fantasy standpoint. I think people have to uh, certainly keep that in mind um, because of what's going to happen and the things that are going to change and the puzzle pieces that are not in, this, in their correct spots now are going to be there. And so quarterback's going to be a whole hell of a lot of a different scenario that next year, like last season. And Lindsay and I have talked about this. Like we both kind of bought in, like if I can get Hurts or if I can get Mahomes or if I can get Allen or if I can get, you know, one of these top three, four guys, like I'm going to go and get them early, even though I don't typically do that. And that strategy for the most point blew up on our face. And I ain't going back to that. And this year it makes sense to even wait even longer. Totally. Because there's going to be better quarterbacks. Uh, It's going to be a deeper position. And you don't really need to have like this, like high QB one. I'll get Kirk Cousins and then I'll back him up with, I don't know, Caleb Williams. Or I'll get Anthony Richardson and end up backing him up with, I don't know, Drake May. And like neither one of those guys is going to cost me a top 40 or 50 pick. Like I think maybe, maybe Richardson. Would you back up Anthony Richardson with Drake May? That's not where I would go. No, no, I'm I'm just, I'm just throwing names out there of like, I love this guy and he's going to be my starting quarterback, right. but then I'll take a guy with potential late as his backup. Well, but that's, I guess that's my question. Cause for somebody like Anthony Richardson, who still feels like it has, he has tons of unknowns attached to him. Well, you're worried but, about the injuries. Yes. Well, yeah. And so I'm actually thinking whoever I back him up with, I need to be ready to play. Yeah, um, and, yeah. and Anthony uh, Richardson's I, the guy I, I, I would take earlier, but I think that in that case, and this isn't necessarily, but like, this is, I think a, a doable thing to get him and Jordan love later, right? Like somebody like that, that's a little bit more sturdy and you might actually prefer to have Jordan love, but in terms of where your ADP is going to probably shake out, like those are two that you could probably get together. I want someone that I can plug in for sure. Like Drake may, we don't know that he's not going to be this year's Bryce young. You know what I mean? Like where you're just like, that's not playable for a year. That's crazy. And that drives home the point. Jordan Love's going to be available in probably round nine that's Somewhere my name. That ballpark round eight, round nine. You're going to be able to yep. get this kid. And he was a QB five this past season. Yep. That's how deep it's going to be. I mean, hell think about Purdy. Purdy was a QB six guys. He was better than Patrick Mahomes in fantasy. And he's going to get drafted in the double digit rounds. And there are some people out there in the NFL world that think Kirk Cousins is going to San Francisco. I think it's crazy town, but like, you know, Purdy's going to be the quarterback there. I, I, I have no doubt about that, but like, yeah. As good as he was, like he's still not. I mean, Dak Prescott was really good this year. Really, really good this yep. past season. You think he's going to be a top 50 pick? Hell no. He's not going to be. Probably not going to be a top 60 pick. Right? Probably going to go somewhere, you know, round six, seven, eight, somewhere in that area. That's how deep quarterback is. And it's going to get even deeper with all the moves that are going to be happening in the next several months. It's it's crazy. And I'm totally with you. This is, uh, again, a year where we're going back to waiting on quarterbacks. And Jordan Love is the name that I'll have circled. Uh, just watch his ADP. Because if, as long as his ADP stays roughly in the range where it is right now, right, where you're getting him in what the Series XM host league mock draft uh, that was done, it was probably a month ago now, right? But I yeah. just keep going back to that. I think he went in the 12th round. And if Jordan loves going in the 12th round, then like we're fine waiting on quarterbacks, right? Like that's kind of like the name that I'll have circled and I'll just be tracking him for about that offense There's a bunch of kids in that offense. And now they all got one or two years of experience under their belt. I I can see myself having a lot of Jordan love shares. I liked him. He was like one of my breakout quarterbacks from last season. I did not think he was going to be that good. And stupidly, you know, Kenny Pickett was also on that list. Spidey senses did not work in that case. Yeah. 
That's but annoying. I mean, I, I was I was a fan of Love. I thought, hey, he's in a good position. This offense is young in Green Bay, and if they get a good young running back too, I mean, Aaron Jones was good in the last like three or four weeks of the season. But I mean, let's be honest, his best probably is behind him. AJ Dillon's a free agent. You get rid of that guy. He hadn't worked out. You get a good young running back in there, pair him with Aaron Jones, and then future, he's the guy. Holy cow. Green Bay's offense is going to be sick. Uh, that division is going to be a lot of fun too. Uh, the, the NFC North. You got Detroit, who just you know came off an NFC championship appearance and, and maybe should have won. Minnesota's going to score a ton of points. Chicago's going to have Caleb Williams. They got a ton of draft capital. They got a lot of money to spend. And then you got Green Bay, who, oh, by the way, beat my stupid Cowboys in a road game, first two to ever beat uh, seven to ever beat a two in the playoffs. And then they should have beaten San Francisco, but they choked at the end of the game. That, that division is going to be good. And it's going to be very fantasy friendly as well. So uh, certainly something to think at. And I, I'm, I'm on board. I see Lindsey Rhodes having a lot of Jordan Love and Caleb Williams quarterback situation. Ooh, I, I like that. Yeah. Well, like that. I, for those of you who don't know, Lindsey's a USC Homer uh, Trojans fight know. on or whatever the hell they do. She no, you know fight. exactly what we fight do. Trojans fight. Don't say or whatever the hell. Fight on. Uh, Is it fight, fight on? on. Fight you on. know right. it's fight on. But see, like, uh, yeah, but, I mean, there's probably a lot of colleges where it's fight. You can't on. say things okay. like Gucci to try and sound young and hip and then go or a fight fight or whatever it is and pretend like you don't know that. Come on. Come on. All right. So fabs. Well, we're not, uh, we're nothing but Gucci here Rhodes. Oh God. Um, okay. So, uh, we've, we've given you a lot of, uh, fantasy people that we believe in heading into next season. Give me something else to believe in fabs as we wrap up today's edition of the show. Mm, see now, for those of you familiar with the Sirius XM show, you know, we did our dirty thought. Um, we're not going to do that. We are going to do our thought. That is something that we believe in. Okay. But it doesn't have to be fantasy football or NFL oh, or anything like that. All right. These right? Are the I mean, rules. It could be, it could be, it could be anything. Okay. And I, I'm going to get a little sentimental here. Okay. Oh. I'm a little sentimental. Shoot. All right. My three of my best friends okay. were with me this weekend down in Florida. Uh, from Connecticut, uh, Dan, who I grew up with, I've known him since I was five. We've, we've been together since we were in kindergarten. And then my buddy, Bill and Matt, we were together since 13, like high school. Right. Um, I had such a great time connecting with them. Cause remember I've been in California out with Lindsay for like a million years and I didn't really get to I see mean, not these guys. Like literally with Lindsay. Well, well you know what I mean? In the same state as me they're 15 years. You know what I mean? So like, it's a long, that was a long time. So the, 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 it's so good to be around the good people in your life. Like I had Lindsay and, you know, and many others out in California when I was there, these are the people that I grew up with. Never take your friends for granted, man. Like yeah. they, it was just so great to spend time with them, hang out with them, you know, and we talked about old times and all these dumb things that we did as kids, you know, like, all these stories and you remember this and you remember that. And it's like, man, like we're all 50 now, right? They're all married and have multiple kids. I am not married and have no kids. Uh, not on my own besides Matthew. Um, and if you guys follow me, you know about Matthew. Who keeps you young and hip. I, 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 yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Matthew's Gucci. I try to be Gucci and oftentimes I'm not, uh, for the most part, I'm not, but it was so good to see them. Yeah. Don't take your friends for granted. Uh, spend as much time as they can with them. I know that like everyone's got families and kids and work and everything else, but you know, keep the people close to you, close to you. Let's put it that way. Um, because even yeah. though these guys live, you know, three hour flight away and, and, you know, 
all the way up the East Coast. Uh, I, you know, I'm still in touch with them constantly, and it was just so good to see them. So, um, as, you know, as we get as we get into, you know, it's a crazy world we live in out there, right? I mean, everything's kind of nuts. Uh, just remember who your friends are, and you know, remember how special those people in your life are, because uh, I. I, I've always thought this way about these guys and some others, and man, it was just really good to see them and spend time with them. And you know, it's 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 good for the soul to to spend time with uh, the people that you love and care about. So, yeah, and my gosh, we like actually need reminders to do that. I think sometimes, right? Like yeah. we get so caught up in our day to day and what we're actually trying to accomplish um, within our work lives and stuff like that. That mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you forget to make time for the things that actually matter. Um, so yeah, so that's a good reminder. Um, my something to believe in is about the combine, um, which I believe oh. in. Sorry. <laughs> I'm shocked. I the know. combine? Really? Lindsay? Okay, go ahead. I know. Uh, and it's something that I actually didn't know wasn't on my radar in terms of things to watch. You guys have all heard about the, the top, um, quarterbacks who are not throwing at the combine this year. And this happens every year where some of the top guys end up saying, I'm not going to participate. I'm just going to do exactly what I say I'm going to do at my pro day or whatever. And they control the narrative because they can afford to do that and they have more to lose than they have to gain. So that's nothing new in that regard, but the top three guys are not throwing at the combine. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. obviously is not participating in the traditional sense. So uh, what should you be looking for? Well, Tej Seth from Sumer Sports, um, who is a data scientist and looks at things through a numbers lens um, and I think is, is a great follow on Twitter. He's uh, really smart in terms of the way that he looks at football. Uh, he said that the thing that he's looking for this week at the Combine is the tight ends. The tight end it, this is what matters because he said the top 10 ends in the league are usually uh, have a relative athletic score of nine or 10 or higher, like that you're looking for a very high relative athletic score. And that is what seems to be sticky from the combine. Like you need to actually check certain boxes about your athleticism. And then those are the tight ends that end up being very successful in the NFL. So that's a number to maybe keep your eye on with regards to Brock Bowers or anybody else at the tight end position. He says that's a sticky number that, tr that correlates to success in the NFL. So when we're trying to figure out who's going to be the next big fantasy tight end, and I think that that's something that we've been doing for the last few years, right? Like these tight ends that have come out have been such that we can plug them right into an offense. And, and I know that you had, you had concerns about this last year about Sam Laporta and some of those guys in their rookie year, and they went ahead and answered all of those questions. Now we feel comfortable about that. And maybe we'll feel more comfortable about a Brock Bowers, but that's a number that you're looking for there. You need a relative athletic score of nine or higher. Um, and he says that that's what teams will be looking for with regards to that position. So that's what I will be looking for. I feel like my uh, relative athletic score would be about two fucking low. Maybe three. Yeah, me too. Uh, Did you just swear? We're allowed to. Effing low. I know it's so fun because it's a podcast. <laughs> it's not serious that. anymore. So you're gonna get you're What's gonna get the real me, though? dude. You're gonna get the real me. <laughs> Till somebody says, uh, please stop being that you. person. <laughs> and I can't tell you how happy I am that Lindsay and I get to party together for at least a couple times a week uh, here on the Believe Fantasy Football Show, and hopefully you guys are going to enjoy the program. Um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, into the next several weeks and very likely into free agency and uh, potentially into the draft. We'll keep you guys all uh, effing in, <laughs> no. in mind when things break, you will be the first <laughs> to know all of you dirtbags out there who are, uh, who are tuning in.
Yeah. Thanks for doing that. And uh, like Fab said, we'll be back again on Thursday with lots more to discuss. Again, still Combine Week, so we'll have a ton more headlines that will have popped up between now and then, and then obviously some uh, performances to discuss of things that happen on the field. Thanks for listening to the Believe Fantasy Football Show presented by Bet Online. For Fabs, I'm Lindsay. We'll see you back here again on Thursday.